Coming up. We treat God's messages like we treat robocalls. God been calling us and we just decline. And we stay. We look at God's number and we say, I don't recognize him. So we don't answer. But he's been calling the whole time. He's been speaking the whole time. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. The greatest thing you can do with your life is to get to know God. In this message series, Getting to Know God, Pastor Rob explains the benefits and requirements of being in relationship with God and why this is the best way to spend your life. Here's part two. But Exodus 33, verses 7 through 23, I'll be reading from the New International Version. It reads, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent and uh, the tent of meeting and outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance of their tent. The Lord will speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Wouldn't that be nice to talk to God face to face? And then it reads on, then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Oh, if we had uh, (laughs) more people who would live by that model, (laughs) that, Lord, if you're not going with me, I ain't going. (laughs) Ain't that something? (laughs) You know, it's too many believers going places and knowing God ain't coming. They know God won't be there. And, and, and they know God ain't blessing the reason that they're going, but they still go. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a message right there. Lord, if you ain't going, I ain't going. I reminded, it just reminded me of uh, uh, when my son was little, he was a little, little something. And I know me and my wife, we took on the motto, is, you know, when people would you know, have a little shindig or they'll do something, they say, no children allowed. And we was like... Well, we ain't going. 
because <laughs> we was we was uh, really committed to our parenting, you know, and uh, we was like, you know, it's like, well, you know, we in this thing, so, and I, don't know, I just I hadn't thought about that in years, but anyway, it brought back memories. <laughs> um, but Lord, if you ain't going, I ain't going, and so they they con- it continues here. Uh, Moses said, um, said to the Lord, verse 12, oh, 16, I'm sorry, I lost myself here. Um, verse 16, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? I want to pause right there. <laughs> um, Moses is saying that if you're not with us, what else will distinguish us from everybody else? And he's answering his own questions with nothing else <laughs> will distinguish me from no one else except you being with us. <laughs> that, that's the only distinction. I, I'm going to say that again because I think we need to hear this, especially in this time in the world and in our life. Because people are finding all kinds of ways to distinguish themselves. All kinds of reasons to distinguish themselves. (laughs) And Moses is saying here, we talking about two million people or more, (laughs) saying the only thing that distinguishes us Lord, is that you are with us. Oh, we need more of that. Because <laughs> we're finding so many things now, so many reasons not to be together, not to be on, not to be to be separated, to be thinking differently, to be living differently, doing different things. We're finding so many reasons. But the only distinguishing factor they're saying here is that, Lord, you're with us. And it reminds me of when Jesus was talking to the disciples and when he had to tell them if they're not against us, they're for us. Because it was other groups happening and they were complaining about what other folk were doing. And Jesus had to let them know to chill. Uh, So, yeah, Lord, you are the distinguishing factor. We're going to revisit that later in the series. Y'all tell me where I'm at. All right. (laughs) Verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. And then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Amen. Last week, we talked about how from the very beginning... God has been wooing us. 
And what that means is that God has been pursuing relationship with humankind from the very beginning. In fact, everything he created was a setup for us to be in relationship with him. And he's been trying to draw us into him from where he put the earth in the universe to where he put human beings on the earth and how he placed human beings in the Garden of Eden to how he made us in his image and likeness. It is all a setup for us to know him and be in relationship with him. That, that is the ultimate woo. I talked last week about how he put out rose petals for us. Creation was a rose petal, just trying to draw us to him. And however, in our lives, we haven't always recognized that he was trying to have relationship with us. We haven't noticed the message he's been sending. We treat God's messages like we treat robocalls. God been calling us and we just decline. And we say, we look at God's number and we say, I don't recognize it. So we don't answer. But he's been calling the whole time. He's been speaking the whole time. In fact, we quickly refuse his call. <laughs> our, our internal display says, when we, see, when we feel or sense God's call, our internal display says, caller unavailable, caller unknown. And the Bible says that everybody hears it. Everybody. And they just don't answer willfully, suppress the truth about God. How do you think this makes God feel? After all of his wooing, but we keep denying him. This reminds me, uh, an example to me is, uh, and I'm sure you guys experienced it in your life. I try to make contact, eye contact and say hello to everybody I meet. But sometimes I run into people, I can give them the biggest smile, say the warmest good morning, and get nothing. Y'all, any of y'all been there? <laughs> Just get no response at all. It seems like this is getting more prevalent in society where folks just don't care to say nothing <laughs> to you, no matter how warm you try to greet them. I can say good morning. I can give a head nod and don't get nothing back sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you want to shake your head, don't it? Like, I, I, matter of fact, I know I shake my head sometimes. Sometimes at work, I'm coming down the stairs, and I say something to somebody, they don't say nothing. I just go down the next flight shaking my head. <laughs> this is what we do to God when God calls or he says he speaks, and we just, we don't respond. God is like, 
Really? Like that? After all I've done? Really? So we want to we wanna talk about this. How can we get to know God better? On your outline, uh, write this down. There are basically four levels of growth in relationship. Four levels of growth in relationship. Relationships. <laughs> the first level is recognition. Recognition. It includes acknowledging and learning a person's name. Acknowledging and learning a person's name. A, A on your paper, write this down. We should make uh, three-point connections. Three-point connections. Luke 19.5 says this. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus. We talked last week about how Zacchaeus was a short man and Jesus was traveling in a crowd. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, wanted to get to know Jesus, but because he was short, he couldn't see. And so he climbed a sycamore tree so he could see. And Jesus recognized him in the tree. And Jesus says, he looked up. He said to him, Zacchaeus, three-point connection. The three-point connection is this is intentional communication that engages the eyes, the ears, and the mind, or some other three points of connection. You can exchange a look, we see Jesus looked up. That was the first connection. And then he spoke. It said he said to him. Now there's an audible connection. There was a visible connection with the look. Then an audible connection when he spoke to him. And then he called him by his name. I want, I want to let that marinate a little bit. In, in my life, I don't know about yours, I try to make at least three points of connections when I meet people, when I come across people. <clears throat> and it, it could be, you know, uh, several things. The first is the look, the eye contact. It's first connection. Then it could be a smile, right? It's another connection. And then you can give a greeting. Good morning. How are you? Something. All right. Do you guys, have you guys noticed the difference in what happens between you and another individual 
as you add more points of connection to your, to your meeting? Have you noticed? It, 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 something changes in the dynamic between you and that individual. This could be your first time that you've seen them. But when you make that extra connection, something begins, something happens between the two of you. It might look like this. You see someone and you say, good morning. And they just say, good morning back. Sometimes it's dry, but it is a good morning back. And then you say, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And then they go, yes, it is a beautiful day. And then you might say, oh, nice shoes. Do you see, have you had experienced the difference in how the dynamic switches as you begin to make more points of connection? See, Jesus modeled this whole thing of this, of this thing. He modeled it. He modeled it. Look what it says in Matthew um, 8, 2 and 3. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand. That was an acknowledgment. The fact that he reached his hand out was an acknowledgment that he heard him and that he see him. And if he reached his hand out, then he, he, he's actually, actually looking at him, too, because he had to know where to reach. Right? And then it reads on. It says, and he touched the man. Now he touched him. That's another point of connection. He acknowledged him. He reached out. He touched him. And in there, he looked at him, too. And then it reads on, and it says, I am willing, he said. Now he spoke to him. Okay. Looked at him, reached out to him, touched him, spoke to him. And it reads on, he says, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Jesus often gave, you read through the scripture, you will see that Jesus often gave people a look, a word, and a touch. We need to make three-point connections, y'all. Exodus 3, 2 through 4 says this. Now, I want, I want to, let me back up a little bit. I want, I want to make sure you get this so that you can really understand why this works. I said it before. I want to say it again, though. When you look at somebody, you engage their eyes. The eyes are engaged. Okay. When you speak to somebody, you're engaging their ears. Okay. So you, you want to, you know, everybody's different learners. You know, some people are visible learners and others are audible learners and others are tactical, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tactile learners. <laughs> right? Y'all see this? So you're, you're, you're burning a memory of them, into, in, of you, into their eye, and vice versa. You're burning a sound into their ear, vice versa. And then if you touch them, okay, now it's, it's going even deeper. And again, we're talking about getting to know God, but it all starts because it's a relationship we have with God just like we have relationships with each other. 
So we, we're employing strategies to get to know. And the first level, like I said, is recognition. Now, Exodus 3, 2 says this. 3, 2 through 4. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. So y'all know we're talking about Moses. All right? Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn. So here is God giving Moses something to look at about him. God showing up visibly. Moses said, hmm. Then it reads on, verse 3. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. Now God speaks. Boom. Gave him something to look at. Now he speaks. Now understand, let's understand the story here. <laughs> Moses had left Egypt 40 years prior. After being there 40 years. So this is, Moses is having this encounter with God for the first time. This personal encounter. And look what God does. God gave him something to look at. Gave him something to hear. <laughs> right? And then it reads on. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look at him, God called to him from within the bush. Then he called his name. Moses, Moses. Now just think, just think, a bush is calling your name. <laughs> a burning bush is calling your name. Okay. Now just think about it. We, we, you know, we hear our name just walking through a mall or something, and we go, right? Especially if it's a familiar, it sounds like a familiar voice, you know, you really like a bush. It's calling Moses' name. <laughs> you talking about connecting? Do you think Moses would ever forget the bush? No, not, not after the sight, the, the, the hearing, and then it called his name? Oh, it's done. I ain't going to ever forget that bush. See, if we make three-point connections, we can make ourselves unforgettable, too. You, you can do it. You connect with people. See, we were built to connect anyway. We just need to tap into how to do it and make these connections. All right? We're made for this stuff. God knew what he was doing. So Moses says, here I am. So now Moses responds. So here's, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Moses saw something heard something, and then when God called his name, Moses responded. So now his mind is engaged. His mind. And so we talk about engaging the eye, engaging the ear, and then engaging the mind. That's what happens when I was giving the analogy before. You meet people, and when you, lay, you start doing more layers of connection, you're engaging them in more ways. So you're, 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 they're looking at you, you're getting to hear how their voice sound, and then you're getting to get a glimpse of how they think by the, the words you say. Like, especially if you say something like, 
oh, nice hair. Where did you get those shoes? Or, you know, something that causes them to respond with thought, not just canned words. It's another deeper level of connection. And so Moses says, here I am. Exodus 3, 13 through 14, it says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers have sent me to you. So now we're moving in more into the, the encounter that Moses is having with God. And God told Moses that I want you to go and, and get the children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses is now responding. They're having this, Moses is getting to know God here, y'all. He's, he's having this, this engagement with him, right? And, and so uh, Moses says, so suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Right? <laughs> then what shall I tell them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. Not, o- <laughs> Not only am I talking to a bush, he's he talking some crazy language. What? What? You mean your name is not, you know, Jacob or, you know, some name that I'm familiar with? He said, no, I, I am who I am. <laughs> Just think about this. Will, what is that? You know, what do you mean? But, you, but, you, but look here, though. The engagement, though. Uh, the, the engagement is validated because Moses is having a real experience. It's not a fantasy. So he's not disengaged. It's just strange, right? And so the Lord says, I am who I am. When Moses said, when they asked me what his name is, he says, tell them I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Again, talking about the, the first level of building relationship is recognition. Learning a person's name. And God says, I am. Meaning, I am whoever I say I am. <laughs> Underneath all of that is, I am, I am the self-existing one. I, I'm, I'm the one that no one else can claim to be. I'm the one who has existed. That's it. I'm the one who just exists. That's it. I'm just the self-existent one. I'll be whoever I say I'm going to be because I am who I am. Moses, Moses. Now, just think, Moses, Moses, ah, this has got to be blowing Moses' mind. Right? But he's getting to know God. He's getting to know God. He's learning his name. He said, well, I'm going to tell them your name is I am. Yeah. He said, yeah. That's what you tell them. Wow. <laughs> God is telling Moses to name drop. To name drop. And name dropping don't get no better than this. It's like, okay, <laughs> you, there's no greater name to drop than to say, why are you here? Well, I am sent me. 
There's, there's, there's no better name to drop. <laughs> right? No better name to drop. And God tells him, drop my name. Drop my name. That's what you tell him. Okay. All right. So that's the first, first level of relationship growth. Learn their name. Three-point connection. Then we move to the second level, number two on your paper, getting acquainted, getting acquainted. It includes gathering facts about a person, gathering facts about a person. Now, this, the process of growth here is important not only in our relationship with God, but in our relationships with each other. So getting acquainted. Um, and it includes gathering facts about a person. Luke 19.5 says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So we already talked about how Jesus looked at Zacchaeus, spoke to Zacchaeus, and called Zacchaeus' name. Now Jesus is saying, I'm going to go hang out with you. And, and in that encounter of, of being at Zacchaeus' house, you, y'all know what happens when you go to folks' house, right? <laughs> you get to see how they live. You get to meet their family, perhaps. You get to some information about them that you don't get passing by them in the hallway or down the, on the street, right? So Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house. And they're going to have greater conversation, spend more time together, and, and, and more facts about both will come out. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Because there are places in our lives that we are not letting God be God. We're trying to tell God what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And it hurts our intimacy with God. We don't get to it because we haven't appreciated him as God.
Thank you for listening.